Hey passengers, welcome to She Who Does Not Hear. I'm your co-host Natasha Knight, your favorite 30-something overprotective millennial big sis, reacclimating back to life in the U.S. And I am your co-host Veronica Desire, a 20-something Gen Z mom, wife, and social worker, but overall I'm an all-around hot mess. Think of us as your two favorite conductors of the Hot Mess Express. We invite you as passengers on our journey navigating life and sharing our experiences, where we discuss real-world application to the wisdom and sayings from our childhood. Hey, passengers. Welcome back to another episode of She She Who Does Does Not Hear. Hear. This is Veronica Desire and Natasha Knight. So today's saying is, don't let them leave you barefoot and pregnant. And this episode is dedicated to our mother. And for this episode, we actually have a really special guest. You've heard of her before. Our sister, Leticia, is Leticia Lights. Everyone give a round of applause. Hello. To Leticia Lights. Um, and she's going to actually be our guest on this you know, episode to talk about her experience with the saying, you know, and go through the whole rigmarole that we go through rigmarole, rigmarole, go through the whole thing that we go through um, when talking about the podcast. So let's get started. First things first, since she is our special guest, I'm gonna, you know, say that you get to go first. Introduce yourself to the guests. You know, what would you like, you know, just say a little bit about yourself. What would you like them to know about you? How excited you are to be the first guest on our podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be the first guest on my sister's podcast for, you know, Veronica Desire and Natasha Natasha Knight. So um, I can't tell you how excited I am. Um, Okay, so my name is, as you know, Leticia Light, and I am an upcoming artist. I'm not there yet on the scene, but I have started putting out my work, and I'm hopefully, you know, I'm hoping that it'll take off real soon. And I just like to draw and dance and have fun. That's basically, and work, you know, because you got to make that money to pay your bills. I'm very ambitious, and that's basically who I am, all in a nutshell, and very family-oriented. Welcome. Welcome. So she is so in order. It is Natasha is the eldest. She's the oldest. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, you know, ancient. Oh. And then there is Leticia, who is like <laughs> right at the booty hole of ancient, but not exactly ancient. No. And then there's me, who's just young and fresh and right, vibrant. Right. Um, you know, Veronica, who's young, fresh, and vibrant. So um, we're going to go a little out of order. And since she's the guest, Leticia is going to have the honor of, you know, starting first. So, Leticia, when was the very first time you heard the saying from mom, you know, that don't let them leave you barefoot and pregnant? The first time I heard the saying, don't let them leave you barefoot and pregnant, I was 16 years old, and I was telling mom about a boy that I liked, I remember. And I, I don't exactly remember what came up, but I was saying something to her, and she was like, oh, don't let them leave you barefoot and pregnant. And I was looking at her like, what are you talking about? It's not even a serious. I'm just, you know, talking to the guy. Like, I, I don't, I'm not him. even trying to get in she with said, him. No, no sexual but, Yeah, I'm like, wrong. I'm not, I, I wasn't ready for any of that. And I was like, I'm not doing that. So it's just, you know, I'm talking. She's like, okay. And then she, you know, she walked away with her book. <laughs> like, cause she always had a book in her hand. Okay. So that's when you first heard it. Um, what about you, Natasha? When did you first hear it? Ooh. So the first time that I heard it was 
when I was in high school and I was dating, let's say Kyle, right? We'll call him Kyle. I was dating him. It was about 10th grade. Um, mommy found out we were dating. Like she knew that I liked him because I was talking about him a lot. And then I kind of snuck up and said like, oh, just so you know, like we're dating now. Like he asked me to be his girlfriend. And she was so upset that she said, don't let them leave you barefoot and pregnant. And I'm like, that's your response to me dating him. That's weird. I didn't even think you were having sex at that time either. No. Yeah. I was not making the sex. The sex was not made. Definitely. In that grade. So I was confused. So that was the first time that I heard it. And what about you, Veronica? When was the first time that you heard it? First time I heard it um, was actually in response. I remember I was in maybe 7th or 8th grade. And someone we knew loosely got pregnant and their person left like physically left them and that it was they were just a, sh- a shitty person to get pregnant for honestly and she's like that's why you can't let people leave you barefoot and pregnant you know you got to be careful out here and so I didn't really you know I'm in like seventh eighth grade I'm not really taking that seriously but it kind of dawned on me because I'm like damn like what is that Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So it kind of, that's when I first heard it. And it's kind of, and it stuck with me. Because again, she said it before. She said it to you guys mm-hmm. in my vicinity, yes, but it never course. stuck. Like it never mentally stuck as me hearing it, hearing it. But I mm-hmm. heard it that time. Didn't understand it, but heard it. But as far as understanding it, Leticia, when did you first understand the saying? When were you first like, oh, this is what she meant? Okay, the first time I understood don't let them leave you barefoot and pregnant, I was dating my ex. Let's call him Brutus. And I was in college. I was almost done with it. But, you know, we were practicing safe sex. And then there was a few times where the condoms ended up breaking. Mm -hmm. And I had a pregnancy scare. And I just had... I remember, like, thinking to myself, oh my gosh, what happens? If, like, I get pregnant and it dawned on me that this is not somebody I really want to get pregnant for because of the signs that I felt like he was displaying, Mm -hmm. which he was displaying a lot of um, what my sister Natasha and I would call red flags, like a walking red flag. But for me, he was a a red light, baby. He wasn't a flag, honey. He was a walking red He was a red, a blaring red light. A blaring red light, okay. But for me, he was a walking stop sign. Yeah, that's yes. like, that's what I was, I was like, oh. So it's all the definite Yeah, it was, it was a definite no, but um, I was so in love. And that was like my first real love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I lost everything to him. So I was, I was serious about him. Yeah, you lost your virginity. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. So just me thinking of that and getting scared and just hearing that. Mm-hmm. That come to me when I'm like worried about what happens if something happens. Like what happens if I'm pregnant? Because... Mm-hmm. I just felt that if I was pregnant, I didn't feel like he would, you know, be there like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like at the beginning, he would act like he would be there. Mm -hmm. And then he would be like, deuces, (laughs) I'm out. But I would have still, you know, taken care of my child and did what I had to do. Of course, But, you know, thank the Lord, I wasn't pregnant. Mm -hmm. I I did. God God knew what he was doing. Hefty dodging, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what about you, Natasha? When did you, like, first understand it? When did I first understand it? I would say was with my last relationship, mm-hmm. the one that I just I got out of a year ago um, with Aaron, the four-year relationship. I, you know, she said it to me, and I kind of went in one ear and not the other. And I remember 
there was another relationship I got into like later when I was, you know, 20 and she didn't like the person. And um, I asked her for clarification once we broke up, like, can you tell me what it signifies? So I understood what it signified. And she said, like, you don't want to leave them, you know, with ideas like t- sell you a dream that they can't commit to because their actions are always going to speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. And she was like, his actions are showing that everything that he's telling you in the beginning is not what he's actually willing to give you because he's very with the With who you dated when you were 20. When who I was dating when I was 20. Okay. So okay. I understood that, but I still didn't maneuver my romantic relationships in the appropriate way, I would say, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And it wasn't until that situation where until I Aaron? fell. Until Aaron. Okay. When I was, um, you know, th- that four-year relationship where... I, I fell in love. We moved in together very quickly. And and I was like genuinely head over heels from him after a year because we were already living together like six or seven months by then into the relationship. And, you know, he was telling me all of these things and like I wasn't paying attention to it. You know what I mean? And he'll say like, oh, maybe we could do this or maybe we can move here. And we moved a lot in our relationship in general. And it was always on his terms. Yeah, I think for me it was kind of like it wasn't really until he... How can I say it? It wasn't until he showed me that he was pretending like, oh, yeah, I want to have a kid. You know, it's getting to that point where I'm like, I'm older now, checking my fertility, everything. He got his, you know, his sperm check. And because I said, you know, like I got a permanent job and everything. And like in Germany, it works different. Like Mm -hmm. if you have a permanent contract, you're good. You get like up to two years, basically, of maternity leave. America would never. They could. Would never. Mm-hmm. Could never. Would never they wouldn't. Never. Too cheap. Man, too cheap. Oh, it's so terrible here in the states. It is so bad. Yeah, and that's why I moved so there because I was like, I want to settle down eventually, and I want to find a partner that I can have a family with. And I was like, because I know that with Germany, they have long maternity leave if you work in a like kindergarten school, for example, you go on bed rest the second you find out that you're pregnant. And you don't have to return until your child is basically two. Like most people, when the child is 11 months, they mm-hmm. start and they put them in something called a kita, which is their version of a day- daycare kindergarten. Um, and so that's why I did it. And I said, okay, I got a great job. I got a permanent contract now, passed the probationary period. I got all the benefits I need so we can get pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, we're financially stable, have a place, so on and so forth. And he kept saying, like, yeah, kept pushing it back, pushing it back. Mm-hmm. And eventually I realized, like, oh, he doesn't want... He's like, oh, well, actually, you know, we would lose our freedom to travel all the time like we do. And we would lose this. And do you really want that? Then you have sleepless nights and you have to do this. And I didn't realize, like, how manipulative it was because yeah. he put a lot of doubts in my mind. And I was like, oh, let me just try. Let me just get pregnant. Like, I'm getting off of birth control. I don't like how it makes me feel. And he's like, okay... But if you get pregnant, honestly, sucks. Horrible. I'm so grateful. Yeah. That I, you know, I don't have babies when I don't want to. Yeah. But it, it really sucks. Other than that. Oh yeah. I hate it. It's real bad. It's real bad. All of us have had really bad experiences. Mm -hmm. The worst experience with. Yeah, and it's funny because the first year I was on it, I didn't really have anything. Mm -hmm. But afterward, I was getting a lot of like suicidal ideation. And I was like, man, this is not me. Like, I was, I mean, granted, Berlin can be very depressing in the wintertime, right? It gets pitch black by 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. right? But it, it was really, like, something I've never experienced. And um, eventually got off of it. And I realized, like, from looking at his actions, I'm like, shit, if I actually get pregnant by him, I'm screwed. I'm a single mother, basically. basically no with him living mm-hmm. there. Because he will be there, but he's not going to be there. Yeah. 
for me, you know? Or he'll pr- maybe he'll dip. Like, I didn't really trust him enough. And that's the first time that I was able to understand it, you know? So that's the experience that happened to me where I understood it. And I would say that would be, like, one year before I left him mm-hmm. was when I understood it. So, because I left okay. him in 2022, right mm-hmm. mid 2022 so i would say it was definitely like mid 2021 like right before like right mm-hmm. oh no it wasn't right before it was right when the second lockdown opened yeah. that it stopped and everything started to seemingly go back to normal okay so that was, more, was when i it was more recent so it was more recent that's yeah. actually like fully again god works thank you god thank I, you right I'm, before i was 30 though so that yeah. was good mm-hmm. right before i turned 30 so what about you, Veronica? When would you say it's like the first time that you actually like understood mommy saying? So I actually, again, I'm very lucky. Um, I've been with my husband since I was 16. I'm about 26 now. So we've been together for it's about to be 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't really get it fully like in that way. Um, I wasn't worried about it with him, but someone close to me got mm-hmm. pregnant and they really thought that this person would be there for them. Mm-hmm. <coughs> mind you, this person wasn't there Bless for... You. Thank you. Um, mind you, this person wasn't there for their other children. So I really don't understand how anyone thinks that if someone's not there for their current children, how all of a sudden you're going to get pregnant for them and they're magically going to be there for you. It didn't make sense to me, but um, I didn't really start understanding it until then. So they got pregnant for this person. This person wasn't there for them. And I literally saw all of the hardships that they went through mm. as a single parent. Mm-hmm. And I never envisioned myself as a single parent. But after seeing that, I was like, oh, absolutely not. Like, I will not get pregnant without everything being where I need it to be. And don't get me wrong. My husband's an amazing man, very loving, very caring. And I knew he would be a good father. But before I got pregnant, you know, I was on, although I really hated birth control, I was like, I'd rather be on birth control than have a child with you Mm -hmm. and you not be financially ready and you definitely not be mentally ready um, and you and not be emotionally ready, me not be emotionally ready. So that's when I understood it, you know, when I was, I would say about 20. Okay. I fully understood it from like seeing it from someone else's eyes. It's like, oh, somebody will literally promise you the world. But mm-hmm. as you said, their actions speak louder. And I'll that at on. the end of the day, yeah. you know, you are responsible for this child. And it really made me understand that like when mommy said, don't let them leave you barefoot and pregnant is no matter what, as the woman, you carrying the child, you are responsible for it first Mm -hmm. and foremost. Like it's affecting your body. It's affecting your mental health. It's affecting all these things. So when you carry that child Mm -hmm. and when you know you're prepared to carry that child, Mm -hmm. do not allow the person, because even if, you know, they can say they're great and you can think they're going to be great and they can leave you, Mm -hmm. but you need to be fully mentally, emotionally, physically, and financially prepared Mm-hmm. to be there for that child mm-hmm. because they can leave at any moment. Yeah. Like someone can dip at any moment. Like even my husband who's amazing and who I would never see dipping, like at some point he could dip. Mm-hmm. So if me having these children mm-hmm. and me getting pregnant and having these children is like I need to understand that I am their line of defense and that if I'm going to have a child, 
I have to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if anyone else is ready for it. As the mother, as me carrying the child, mm-hmm. um, and of course everyone's situation is different, but you know what she meant, or what I understood what she meant by that is that by me carrying the child, I need to be fully ready because they can leave me barefoot and pregnant, mm-hmm. which means I have no resources, no help, mm-hmm. no mental fortitude, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And now I'm stuck with being and feeling like shit for myself mm-hmm. and now bringing a child into that yeah yeah so which is not fair for them yeah. to set them up for a life full like full of trauma <laughs> yeah it's yeah. it's just significant people do it and you know i've seen people come out of it good but i just know that you know she didn't want that for us mm-hmm. yeah. um and that's why she always said like you know don't don't allow someone to do that. Yeah. Don't, you know, get pregnant and allow yourself to be in a position you kind of don't want to. Mm-hmm. So that is what I really and truly understood with that. Mm-hmm. All right. So Leticia, what would you say is your current status with it? Like, where are you currently with it? What did you get from it? What I basically um, got from it, from the saying, is to just make sure that the partner you choose is going to stick with you if you get pregnant. Or, like, make sure that they're reliable and make sure it's somebody that you can work with, as well as making sure that you have the resources and the means to take care of your child if you ever get pregnant. Because when I got it, I'm like, like, the first thing that came to me was, like, am I in a situation where I can physically take care of a child and myself? That's like the first thing when I had my pregnancy scare when I was in college and I was almost done with it. Mm-hmm. And from then, I was like, you know what? Whatever I do, I need to make sure, and especially whoever I'm going to be with, I need to make sure that if I choose to have any relationship or any relations with somebody, that it needs to be with the person that I know that will be there if something happens. I need to make sure that I don't let random people like near me who I feel like aren't going to be there when, when things get tough. I need to make sure that they're serious and that they show their actions and not just their words, that they care for me mm-hmm. and that they care for my well-being and that if something happens that they will be there with me. Because with the partner at the time, what Brutus was saying was that, oh, if anything, he'll be there. But I just wasn't getting it from his actions and then later on i find out oh you know yeah i'm not sure i don't really i'm not sure if you know i I want a family or Mm -hmm. how so i i i I don't want anything like that Mm -hmm. like for my future and for my future kids Mm -hmm. my job is to make sure that i'm able to provide for them so that's why i'm doing everything that i do now to make sure that i'm financially stable and so that when i meet the right partner and the right person that we can build a future together we could have kids Mm-hmm. together and that we will be there for each other because it's all about teamwork it's not about you know dragging a kid and mm-hmm. struggling it's about making sure that they have a two-parent home or if they can't have a two-parent home that they at least have somebody who could take care of them mm-hmm. they at least have two parents yeah but they like, they are you don't yeah work out you know yeah they, so i want like, yeah no that's what i mean even if we don't work out they're definitely gonna have two parents because regardless whoever i go with i'm gonna make sure that somebody who if things don't work out we could at least always co-parent we have and uh, amicably and we have to have respect for each other that's the most important thing you have to have respect because i can't have kids with you and you don't respect me Mm -hmm. and i know it's not gonna work we have to have respect for each other we have to have a common ground and we have to be able to talk to each other like civil people but yeah so my thing is i'm not gonna have kids with anybody unless they're gonna be with me that's my whole thing that's what i've been looking for now 
And so what about you, Natasha? What is your current status with it? My current status is I feel like I understand it. Like after wasting so much time and so many years of my life that I can't get back in my good years, my golden years. Um, I feel like I actually understand Your good years it. are ahead of you. Girl, this we still is have true. good years. Yeah, we but I'm out. saying like, you know, these are supposed to be the times for you to just be. Your high fertile years. I won't lie. Yes, you're exactly. High, yeah. Your high fertile Where years. there's no. Girl, still very fertile. I mean, of course, I, I, I my fertility is fine, right? It was checked, but, but I'm saying, it, yeah. you know, because I rechecked it. But Same. it's like. Still, it could have been that it, it wasn't yeah. because at that time it is a lot easier and it's a lot higher. Um, so but obviously, I'm lucky, I'm blessed to have these Honduran fertile genes, <laughs> yes, we are. Um, so very, very blessed to have them and thankful for them because, yes, um, it does allow me a little bit more leeway and time to find the right partner mm -hmm. to settle down and have a family with. So, I feel like my status is that I I understand it, and that's why I'm trying to put into action from things that I'm learning in therapy this year, you know, what, how I can implement it to make sure that I don't go along with someone else's plan for our relationship that I, that obviously you have to compromise in relationship, but I'm going to piggyback off of what Leticia said. It has to be a team. Like if you're in a partnership, it's a team effort because you're creating a family together. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. obviously for those who are interested in children. Cause if you're not, it's don't leave them for me. I feel like it's, it's about, don't let people sell you a dream. Yeah. Like, not mm -hmm. just with children. Because, you know, if they say, oh, we're going to have a house and we're going to do this. And then in the end, they don't actually like that. Yeah. It's don't leave them. Because how mommy said is, it, like, it's not just a child. It's also don't let them leave you pregnant with ideas. Yes. And mm -hmm. dreams that, that they really that they're trying to sell you that you, they can't, you know, deliver on. Yeah. Right? So they refuse to show and deliver on. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which makes a lot of sense. Because that's what a lot of people do. They'll, they'll lead you. They'll be like, oh my gosh, like we're totally going to do this. And then it never happens. And I see that all the time. All the time. With people. That is so true. Like, I I see it a lot. And that happens a lot. That actually happened to me, like, with a couple past relationships. So, especially with Brutus, that happened a lot. So, I totally get it. But Brutus was, was Brutus, you would say he's like the point where you were like, oh, I understand it fully now. Yes, because yeah. Brutus was my first serious relationship. Yeah. So he is like, he was, I would say, the map, the roadmap for things that, he did a lot of things that I realized I don't like and I don't want. Mm -hmm. And there were some things that he did was really good and I was like, you know what, mm -hmm. that aspect, I have respect for that aspect. Mm -hmm. Like of what lessons he taught me and there was things that i realized that i did wrong and that mm -hmm. he showed me and i'm like okay i took what i learned from that relationship and i'm like i evolved and i'm i grew from it and i'm yeah. i for that i have to say i'm very thankful for because mm -hmm. i grew i think it was a good learning experience i do think i feel like you know it taught you what just a real asshole is and how many assholes are here it yeah. did because i was always so nice to assholes yeah because i always gave you know everybody the benefit of the doubt yeah you're sweet you're sweet like sugar and yeah. not but that's not good no and i'm like that's i'm working on it yeah. like you can't be sweet like that there has to be a balance yeah right? yeah so so yeah so um what would you say veronica is your status with the thing so um obviously i've already been pregnant <laughs> <Multiple>. <laughs> multiple times i have two children um me and my husband have two children but for me my status with it is and i've honestly since she's told me and you know some of the other things my father's told me is i'm not having kids if i don't want kids like you're not i know, I know that's this right sounds, i know this sounds like terrible 
But like, you're not going to force me into having children. Like I'm not about to risk my life and limb and pregnancy is hard as hell. I, I love my children. I don't regret it, but pregnancy is very, very hard. You're not about to put me in a near fatal condition mm. when I don't want it. And you're not about to put me in a near fatal condition unless you are showing me actively that you are ready for it. Like my husband, you know, again, we've been together for a really long time. He's always wanted children. Mm-hmm. Me and him both have always wanted children. But there are things that I needed him to show me before I got pregnant. And, you know, I needed to show myself as well before I got pregnant. Like I was like, I'm not giving you a child until I graduate college. It's not happening. I don't care what. It's not like I'm I'm not birthing a child until I graduate college because God forbid something happens to you, I have to be able to stand on my two feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that way was having a, d- a degree. Um, so I was like, I'm not doing it. And, you know, for him, there are certain things I was like, okay, well, you need to be, we need to be in a better place financially. We need to have more savings um, if I'm going to do this. We need to be more in a communication mindset and I need to see that you're doing this that and the other um and again these are just like natural things that you do with a partner but especially when we were family planning or when we were thinking about having a child our first child because we did plan our first child um you know our second child was you know out here it was was, (laughs) we was out here dipping and dabbing but we were we're happy for her um very thankful very so thankful Um, my sugar dumpling you know, I wanted to make sure I was like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with it. So that's where my current status is. It's like, ain't nobody getting me pregnant. It's not even getting me pregnant. Scratch that. I'm not having no baby unless I want and I'm ready for this baby. Yeah. It's not happening. Yes. So that's where I am with it. Amen. But so Leticia, where do you see yourself in the future with this? And what have you, like, what advice would you give someone, you know, to our passengers, to, to our passengers, um, to kind of actively work on it and what you're doing to actively work on it. Okay. Um, where I see myself in the future with this is in a few years, I'm right. I'm looking for a partner. Mm-hmm. So I know that I'm going to find somebody who is serious and who wants to build mm-hmm. a relationship and a partnership. Like, cause I've always been serious about it. Mm-hmm. I can't help it. I'm a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. We're very goal oriented and we're serious about certain things, especially when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. Cause we take forever to settle down. Cause we don't want, we don't want to get um, somebody who we feel is going to waste our time. Mm-hmm. So girl, you take forever to settle down. I can't speak for other Capricorns. Yeah. I know, but continue. But no, I'm, I know a few who are like, nah, I'm not. I'm. I'm just. I need to be serious about it because yeah, something yeah, is yeah. serious for the future. You yeah. have your own pace. Yeah, so I have my own pace, time. and yeah. I'm very. I guess I'm slow, but I've been moving a bit quicker with it now, mm. and you know, because I've been going like dating and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been dating and, you know, been marking it like, no, this is not good. This is good. You know, like, so you see, see the red flags. I see the red flags and yeah. I just get rid of it the second I see if it's something that I know I can't handle. Mm-hmm. Like, because sometimes there are small red flags that <coughs> it's okay. Yeah. Because everybody has red flags. Everyone has. But if flags. it's, you know, a major flag where you're like, oh, no. Like, it's a deal yeah, breaker. It's, it's a yeah. deal breaker. Like, oh, okay, you need to get your anger under control, buddy. Yeah. Like, something like that. Yeah, no, I'm not playing with it because. You're not going to waste the time. No, I'm not going to waste my time. Um, so, what's your advice then? Okay, my advice, what I would give to your passengers mm-hmm. is to, when you're dating somebody or like a potential partner, mm-hmm. 
you want to actually look at them, not with rose-colored glasses, like they could do nothing wrong. Even when you're at the beginning stage and you really like them, sometimes our brains and our minds trick us mm-hmm. and it makes us see what we want to see. Mm-hmm. But we actually have to show, I mean, we have to see what they're actually showing us because they will actually show us who they are. Mm-hmm. If they're, you know, being extremely, extremely cheap and like, you know, like they're like, they, not, I'm not saying like cheap in the sense and you know, like, oh, they're not paying for everything because you don't have to do that. I believe in, you know, it's okay for you guys to pay for each other. But if they're showing that they... I don't. I, I, I also don't agree with that. No, no, no. no but that's uh, just just that was why I struggled in, in the job. I don't in the beginning, but continue. no, no, in, in the, the beginning, beginning, that's why I, I realized. Like, yeah, it, no, you have you to don't have, have like, a foundation yet. Yeah, you don't yeah. have a foundation yet. So I feel like you know a little bit. You just gotta see who they are and how they are in general, and mm-hmm. if they're serious about you, and if they really and if do generous. care, and if they're generous. And one thing I learned is a lot of people will show you who they are. This might sound bad after they sleep with you. They'll show you who they yeah. are sometimes. Mm-hmm. Men, especially once men, the once they get the pom pom, like mm-hmm. they'll the you know like when it's new, they're like great at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But when it gets like years on, and you gotta look at how they treat you, and you gotta mm-hmm. see, and you're like, oh, okay, so let me reanalyze everything. Yeah, like you, j- I, I, I feel like you just have to actually be honest to yourself and be willing to be like okay i noticed my hurt let me rip off the band-aid let me take mm-hmm. off the rose-colored glasses mm-hmm. and let me look to see are you serious with me are, are you do you do you actually like me will you stay do you have qualities of a provider mm-hmm. do you have qualities of somebody of a protector because the most important thing is you need a provider and a protector some people or they whatever it is that yeah or for. or whatever you're looking for is or somebody who's sometimes they can't be a provider but you need somebody who'll be there, a protector, who'll be there to protect your emotions, who'll be there to help guide you, to help you grow, whichever way. Loyalty. Your loyalty is very important. Like, mm-hmm. Or somebody who at least, you guys have to have great communication, open communication. Because like, some people, you know, they can have open relationships, they can have fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like that's, you hit the nail on the head. Continue. Yeah, because I'm being honest, because you know how I am. So, but my thing is, you just have to have somebody who is good at communication and who's willing mm-hmm. to communicate, not who's going to sit there, listen, take what they find out, and then mm-hmm. throw it back in your face, because yeah. that's like the worst thing. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is like, that's a dick move, a douchebag move. Yeah. yeah. Men and women don't, what you should hear in confidence is, confidence it's not for you to be hitting below the belt yes but um what about you natasha what would you say you know where do you see yourself with this in the future what advice would you give to other people and you know how are you moving past it or towards it yeah so how i how i see myself in the future is continuing to pay attention to the red flags Mm -hmm. just like leticia said i feel like i have been doing that at least i've been trying to wean off like when i go on dates and stuff because i've seen trying to find like establish like a proper relationship and stuff because i would want to settle down and make babies and um so i've been doing that for that's definitely where i see myself in the future that i am making sure i'm implementing what i'm learning in therapy Mm -hmm. to be able to have a sustainable and healthy uh romantic relationship Mm -hmm. that is a fruitful marriage or whatever like long-term relationship committed relation committed relationship and as far as where what my advice would be i would just say just watch people at least what i learned from my therapist is if you 
if you watch people more and you don't talk as much because most of the time we go and we talk to people and we do most of the talking so if someone agrees very slightly to what we say we just assume that that's what they want and a lot of the times people are full of shit they're trying to get something right Amen. um whether it's pum pum or whatever like so get the pum pum. Trying the to get the, they're trying to get listen <laughs> they're trying to wine listen they're trying to get the <laughs> they're trying to get the um you know they're trying to get the genitalia or, or whatever it is that they whatever it is that they're, that they're or something they're the trying money, to get the, whatever the money whatever and so i think like if you watch people more if you're more if you're more mindful of like what is coming out of their mouth instead of being like oh well they agreed with this so that means this is what they're looking for because i said i want a house with a white picket fence and a pool and they're like oh yeah that's cool that's nice and they're nodding their head and i just assume oh then they're on the same page when really that's not what they're looking for <laughs> do you know what i mean because yeah. you guys can be on two separate pages and it doesn't mean that they're a bad person it just means that it's not it's not a match i think if you just if you pay more attention and you listen more you find out a lot more than when you're doing the talking so that would be my advice like to to pay attention when you're meeting up with people when you're hanging out with people if it's like when it comes to dating and things like that and trying to find somebody and i think that would be helpful because then you'll be able to see the red flags do they say something that kind of makes you feel weird Mm -hmm. and it's not something like typical things something small exactly because mm-hmm. everyone has red flags i'm sure that i have them i'm very loud like there's mm-hmm. ver- there's things about me that someone would be like oh that's a red flag right but I'm hispanic so well yeah i know we're hispanic <laughs> but <laughs> and, and caribbean so very loud but i feel it does come with the territory but i think some people don't won't like that it won't gel with them and that's completely fine mm-hmm. so i think as long as it's not something that is a deal breaker but if it is a deal breaker, pay attention. This is why it's important to pay attention when people are talking to you that you're interested in. So that's going to be my advice um, for our passengers if they're struggling with the saying that mommy had taught us. What about you, Veronica? So for me, I'm obviously in a different like area from you two. So I would say actually to piggyback kind of off of what Leticia said is that communication is key Mm -hmm. and more importantly than anything what i get from you know the saying is that have and it sucks to say that i really don't like the whole independent trope but have your own like really and truly have your own be prepared have contingency plans because um again i'm very lucky i have a great husband i don't think he's going anywhere i know he's not going anywhere as long as he continues being who he is and doing what he does but god forbid something happens and he you know knock on wood you know he mm. wakes up with a brain thing and you know he changes his personality i have to really be ready for everything that we've built together to be shifted i have to be ready for everything to change so for me my biggest thing would be communication Mm -hmm. especially as far as like people planting ideas in your head and leaving you pregnant with Mm -hmm. you know promises of things that Mm -hmm. they're not going to give you Mm -hmm. not even in relationships but in friendships and in family relationships you know leaving you barefoot and pregnant with the ideas are of like oh my god i'm gonna take care of you or i'm gonna help you and ah biggest thing biggest thing as someone who has children and who has been pregnant is your family and friends can leave you barefoot and pregnant there has been so many people that have been like oh my god when you have a child i'm gonna be there for you and da, 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 da. 
and they're nowhere to be found. When push mm-hmm. comes to show. Mm-hmm. They lied and they gave me these false senses of security. And if I really and truly like ran with it and really was looking for them to be here, I would be shit out of luck. Mm. Um, so I would always say, one, have contingency plans. Um, again, this is going to, for me, this is going to sound pessimistic, but believe in what people do and their actions um, and not just in what people say. But even with that, do not purely put your all into what people are saying they're going to do. Like, be able to protect yourself if necessary is the advice that I would give to people. And communicate as much as possible. Like, as Leticia said, the good communication is key. Because God forbid, even if I were to separate, you know, from my husband, which would never happen because I am not letting that man leave me. Um, You know, that's my man. My man, my man, my man. But... God forbid, like we were to separate, the biggest thing is communication and all the ideas and everything we've built together. Um, He wouldn't be able to leave me barefoot and pregnant because we would have to communicate that continuously if we were to separate. And same thing with me. I, I wouldn't be able to leave him barefoot and pregnant with our ideas and our goals and our plans that we've made for each other and our children because we have to continuously communicate. So that would be my advice. And, you know, that's where I currently am with it. That's where I see myself in the future with it. It's just continuing to communicate and making sure that I have contingency plans in place mm-hmm. in case anything happens. Because mm-hmm. um, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Definitely. And that is literally from experience. Like, childhood experiences yeah. that you never know. Yes, from childhood experiences. <laughs> oh, my God. Childhood trauma reminds oh me that you never know. Yeah, you really, truly Um, yeah. You oh, guys yeah. might Definitely learn our story normal. one day, but yeah. Um, Maybe we'll see. Yeah. Um, But that is... That's we we all, all, th- all three of us felt that. We were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah definitely. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that is my, my tidbit. So, that is it. Ladies, do you have anything that you want to add before we say goodnight? Yeah, just, you know, just to our passengers, I just want to say that we really enjoyed having our sister, sister our beloved Thank sister, you. Leticia Light. I enjoyed coming, and I've enjoyed... Well, sorry, I said it wrong. It's <laughs> over. But, um... Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, But I definitely enjoyed being on your podcast. I can't okay. tell you how happy i am like of both you guys and um i'm I'm so proud of you guys yeah i'm I'm extremely proud of you guys of like what you're doing so i just want to let you know that oh we love you guys i love you and thank you for having me oh she she will probably you guys are gonna definitely hear her again there's some of our episodes that you know she has great insight in because again she is part of a lot of our story and childhood um and our current just lives in general so (laughs) you will hear it again but other than that we just want to say if you guys would like to give us what your interpretation of it is if you feel like my leticia or uh Mm. veronica's um you know interpretation of the saying was different from what you understood please feel free to tell us and share some story with us we'll explain that in the outro but Mm -hmm. but other than that good night from veronica desire and natasha night and and good night from leticia light everyone all right we will see you passengers later bye bye passengers
Thanks for listening to this episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. For those of you who liked it, we release a new episode every Wednesday. So be sure to follow and subscribe so you can get that notification every time we upload. If any of you passengers have been on the same ride or reached the same destination as us and you'd like to share it with us, you can. Send it to us at shewhodoesnothear at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram page at shewhodoesnothear. Please don't forget to follow us on our Instagram. Our handles are at its Natasha Knight and at its Veronica Desire. We would love for you to also rate and review our podcast so that we can get your constructive feedback on what you liked, didn't like, or want more of. In the meantime, remember, she who does not hear must feel. feel.